another one, but I didn't like that one as much. This is an interesting way to start a yeah, show. Yeah, you know, you got to have aesthetically pleasing photographs if you're going to be a cinematographer <laughs> because people get on oh. your Instagram and be like, this bitch ass doesn't know how to film anything. Kristen's over here doing promotion, photos. promotional photo shoot. Her photos are shitty. She doesn't know how to film shit. <laughs> Had to throw the bottle cap twice because Kristen switched over to cupcake wine. Yeah, I'm sipping out of my tumbler here. That's like what's a basic up. bitch. <laughs> Can't be trusted with wine. No, you spill it everywhere. I do. That's why I bought this thing. <laughs> I tried to convince you you needed one, too, because not only is it handy because it has a sippy cup, it holds an ungodly amount of wine in one cup. <laughs> like, you'd, you'd be a traditional wino from, like, the old school cartoons, just, mm -hmm. like, passed out in an alleyway with half a bottle of Merlot poured, poured all over your shirt. Yeah. P -p 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 Have you ever seen those things where you can add, it's basically, oh, that was, when sounds like it was up, basically, like, a stopper to the top of the wine that has, like... A, a glass. Huge, yeah, yeah, a glass to the top, and you're literally just drinking <laughs> out of the, the wine. That's basically what I'm... It always seemed like a disaster to me. Oh, yeah. It seems like a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> it could leak around the side or something if mm -hmm. the seal wasn't good, and then if it pops off, you're just drowning and... I don't know. Like I'm going to have to test it. Yeah, I'll have to no. buy one and drink an entire yeah. bottle of Merlot. Get a tumbler that basically holds half a bottle of wine. And yeah. It. And you're oh. all set to go. And it has a nice little sippy cup. <laughs> well, last night was my favorite. Fucking, I wanted a bottle. Oh, I, don't, I can't speak right now. I wanted a bottle. Probably because of, of last night. <laughs> I wanted a bottle of whiskey. So I went and got some Jameson. Came home. Kristen had already bought a bottle of Merlot. And I had more beers in the fridge than it was necessary to kill a man. Oh, I and asked so, you if you still wanted me to buy the beer. Yeah. I was like, are you sure you still need the well, beer? Well, I then? technically and only. Yes. I technically only had one whiskey. <laughs> it was the equivalent of probably at least four drinks. Yeah, it was it was a rough ride. I threw yeah. a couple of ice cubes in there and then filled up an entire glass with Jameson. All the way to the very top. Yep. And as soon as but you it was a it, small glass. It was yeah. But it was probably like eight shots. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a whiskey glass though, but most people who get whiskey in a whiskey glass just do like the bottom third or fourth. Yeah. yeah. I was not in that no, kind of a mood you filled yesterday. It up to the entire top and you sat it down and I was like. You realize how many drinks are in there, right? And I finished that shit, son. No, you didn't. No, I didn't? No, you didn't. No, I did in my memory. Nope. I poured probably the traditional amount you're supposed to drink out. You finished most of it, but there uh, was like probably a good two fingers yeah, worth of Yeah, because I was using, I had, a, I had a glass of red wine that I was finishing. You and then finish I, your beer. Then either. I had a beer and a whiskey, you know, to... You had almost beer, an entirely full beer that I poured out. Did I, I fall like, asleep at the table? Yeah. Do, <laughs> not, do not remember any of this. It was so stressful for no. me. Oh, my I'm God. sorry. It was terrible. All right. So... Welcome to the Nightmare Box. <laughs> presenting mistakes were made. Brett Bloom drinking... All right. You didn't my name this. is Brett Bloom. I'm sitting across from the beautiful, the effervescent, the uh, way more responsible than me, Kristen Bloom. And this is my story. Tell it, because I don't remember. <laughs> traumatic for me. No, I know you don't remember. I thought remember. I just fell asleep. I no. didn't realize that I fell asleep no. in the living no. room. No, Okay, so um, we were doing our traditional that we usually do on Steak Night where we listen to music, and then that kind of trailed off after dinner, and so we were having a music off where... Yeah. Brett would play a song and I'd be like, oh yeah, I got a song for you, you know, yeah, so we go. Because I don't know if you guys listened to the episode we did last week, uh, but Kristen doesn't know shit about music yeah. trivia, but I was like, this is Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> no, I'm just not good at trivia stuff because there's but so it, much yeah. pressure you have but to anyway, do it on the spot. I passed out. But yeah, so uh, we were playing music back and forth to each other and it was my turn and I played two songs in a row. 
and I was sitting on the couch and Brett was sitting on the table or at the table and you just had your head like cradled in your hands <laughs> and you looked so sad because I was like the last song I was playing was Stay Together for the Kids by Blink-182 and I was like, is this yeah, song? Yeah, I don't even remember you playing that. I was like, is this song <laughs> making him sad? Is, so, like, is he thinking about his divorced parents? <laughs> so I like walked over and like knelt down to the chair next to you and I was like, are you okay? Like, do you want to talk? And you just like would not answer me and I was like, hey, is it time to go to bed? Are you like upset? Like, and then you just looked over at me and you go, did I do something wrong? I was like, no, why? Because you're kneeling on the floor. I was like, yeah, because you looked really sad. And then you decided you wanted a cigarette. Uh, and we're not awake enough to manage it, so you wanted me to light it for you. And I was like, I don't think this is the move. Oh, Jesus. I was like, yeah, it was bad. I came apart. Yeah, like, you wanted... How are you just now telling me this? I, I can't air. believe you didn't remember any of it. So no. you, you wanted me to hand it to you and light it for you, and you were, like, gone. I was like, I just, I don't think this is... Yeah. I don't think this is what we're gonna do. And so, you literally... I had to, like, scoot the stuff out of the way before you did it. Smashed your face <laughs> into the table... <laughs> And just stayed there. I was like, I think it's bedtime. Like, you like full-blown into the table. Yeah, I have to edit this later, not you. So, like, smacked your forehead. I was like, that's going to that's gonna hurt tomorrow. You know that, right? Well, that's a lot less sexy than how I imagined yeah. it. Yeah. I thought I no, just I'm not done. fell asleep in my chair. I'm not done. Okay, keep, uh, keep embarrassing me. So... <laughs> So, uh, I washed the bed sheets yesterday, so the bed wasn't made. So I was like, are you going to be okay for a minute while I go make the bed? And you, like, didn't even answer me. I was like, yeah, okay, just stay there. I'm going to go make the bed. Went and made the bed, came back. You were full-blown, like, <laughs> just uh, gone. It's been a long gone. fucking week. And I had to, like, literally, physically force you to sit up into the chair. And I was like, Brett. Wake up now! Like, we're still at the kitchen table, it's time to go to bed! And, like, I, th I think I spent a solid 15 minutes trying to get you just to open your eyes and acknowledge that I was, like, there. I was like, he's gonna wake up. Because I was, like, kind of aggressively yeah. shaking you and rubbing Thinking you. Thinking being murdered. Yeah, and just gonna, like, bitch slap me. And you finally came to, and I was like, it's bedtime now, come on, let's go! You let me help you stand up, and then you tried to walk by yourself, tripped over the corner of the couch, and landed on the floor. No shit. No shit. And I was like, what are you doing? I was like, come on, we have to go to bed. And you were like, just, and you were like trying to pull me down. You were like, just come lay down here with me. And I was like, no, we have to go to bed. And that was like another 15 minute battle before you finally stood up. Oh, God. And like, I got you. In my head, no. I just fell asleep. No. I don't remember any of no. this. I got you to the end of the hall and you were like, I need to pee. So I was like, okay, just don't fall. And you like went in there and you peed. And you came back, and I was, like, standing in the doorway of the bedroom, and you're like, I'm just going to aim for the bed. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I don't know what careful. that means. And Winston, Winston was right there, so you stepped on Winston. <laughs> I had to, like, catch you. And then you just turned and literally, like, catapulted yourself into the bed. It was so bad. It was so bad. I was traumatized. You did death. That's the kind of drunk I am. I what time was it? I think it was only 10. <laughs> it wasn't late. It was not late. In my head, I had a glass of whiskey. I fell asleep at the chair. And then I woke up this morning in bed and just assumed that I, like, groggily walked over no. there. No. I'm not in any sort of pain. I didn't wake up hungover. I'm just... surprised you don't have a bruise on your head. Yeah. <laughs> you did it twice, actually. Oh, no shit. Yeah, you, like, lifted your head back up because I was like, no, like, what are you doing? 
and you know, like we were you jamming like out slammed like your fucking, head back on the uh, table again. It was like Leonard Skinner and fucking Jimi Hendrix. I don't remember Blink One Eighty Two, so you must have lost me like right before that. Do you remember playing the old Linkin Park mixes? Yeah, 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 yeah. The old Jay Z shit. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want an encore? <laughs> yeah. It was rough. Uh, you tried to get me to lay down on the floor with you. I was like, I'm not doing that. Yep. I'm not a, doing that. I'm a fucking professional. At no point in that story was I screaming at Kristen. I cooked her dinner. We enjoyed way too many drinks. I enjoyed some more. And then, and then the biggest problem Kristen had with drunk Brett was navigating my fat ass around the apartment. <laughs> the fact that you were just going to sleep on the floor and trying to coax me down there with you. I have like, passed out just, on this couch almost the same amount of times that I've passed out no, on that No, but what's bed. sad is you were right next to the couch. You were on the floor in front of the couch, and I was like, even the couch would be more comfortable than where you are right now. <laughs> probably aiming for the couch. <laughs> no, you, like, tripped on the litter box, which oh. is next to the couch, and then, like, literally tumbled over the corner of the couch, and thank God by, like, half a foot, like... Half a foot. Yeah, missed hitting your head on the footstool that was down there. Like, you almost, like, probably gave yourself a concussion. <laughs> All right. Like, Jesus Christ. Well, in the future, I'll uh, keep in mind not to drink an entire glass of Jameson. Or a, a solid attempt at an entire glass of Jameson. Yeah, you almost made it. I did pour out, like I said, probably the normal amount that you should have had. <laughs> <laughs> and an entire beer that you didn't even touch. Yeah, well. That happens. Mistakes were made. It, that's that's what I do, you know. I, I was, haven't I haven't had a blowout like that in a good minute. <laughs> I was buzzed before all that. I was very sober by the time I went to bed. I was like, well, that was fun. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I remember at one point the balance had not shifted yet. You were hammered, and I had to walk you downstairs to walk the dog. It was basically you have, the you mission. You walked with me. No, you said you have to walk me down with the dog, and I was yeah, like, I could just walk the dog and me. do it. <laughs> you had to go with me. I didn't want to go by myself. At that point, I was good. <laughs> An hour later, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, but my version of being stumbling drunk was I turned around and didn't realize the vacuum was behind me, bumped into the vacuum, and I said, do you know there's a vacuum here? And you go, yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> Just so that we're all on the same page, we do indeed own a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> I make mistakes. That's what I am. <laughs> It was interesting. They're not always alcohol-fueled mistakes, but most of the time, they're alcohol-fueled mistakes. But it's also where the creativity comes from. I I've reached know. a point in my drunken brain before I apparently fell asleep and blacked out um, where I was the guitar solo from Freebird. <laughs> I was adamant about it. I almost abandoned your ass on the floor, though, because I was like, I cannot physically carry you, so if you cannot get up, this is just where you're living. No, you're going to wake up tomorrow and be like, Kristen? I woke up at 11.30. I would have slept in further, but Kristen came in the room, sat down, and goes, are you really going to sleep all day? <laughs> Woke up at 11.30, no hangover, had breakfast, went on a hike. I can't believe you didn't have a hangover. I can't believe I made the hike. <laughs> yeah, well, we didn't go till like, 3 in the afternoon. It was kind of late in the day. It was, like, 1.30. Like, when we were leaving. That was a yeah. bit of a drive. True. So yeah. maybe two. Yeah, but we did go on a hike. I drove. You did? I don't even have a headache. I'm drinking alive. again. <laughs> You had beer, wine, and whiskey all in one night. I'm pretty sure that is like the cocktail for disaster. Yeah, and you're not supposed to mix your and it didn't affect your me. alcohol types. You know that, right? <laughs> didn't affect me until it, 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 I, well, it affected me immediately. But then I slept like a baby. <laughs> you, were, you were out. Like, <coughs> I left you after you catapulted yourself into bed to go brush my teeth and all that because I hadn't done that yet. 
came back, you were gone. <laughs> like, completely gone. I was, well, I was like, well, gone on the table. You could have just left me there, passed out like a Japanese guy yeah, in a bar. Yeah, your back would have hurt so bad the next morning. <laughs> you would have been like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> it would have been a wake-up call. I might have drugged myself into an AA meeting instead of <laughs> to the podcast studio. <laughs> I don't think those are a thing, not during a pandemic. The, 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 all the more reason for me to get drunk. Unless you're sober. If you're sober, stay sober. But I'm not, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't break anything. Uh, and I had a really long week, and I'm going to have a really long next week. Pissed off the neighbors when you thudded into the floor. But other than that, it was relatively well, uneventful. They, they didn't complain. They're roughly our age. I'm sure they thud their floor, too. <laughs> Probably not in such a dramatic fashion, though. <laughs> I, I weigh 230 pounds. I thud the fuck out of the floor. <laughs> I, like, I legit thought you were going to break something, though, because you just, like, tumbled all the way over. And I was like, he's either going to break a piece of the furniture, or furniture, furniture, furniture or... He's going to break a piece of himself. <laughs> it's like, and this night's going to end Neither happened. an ER visit. God just planted me there on the carpet. <laughs> he said, this is where you are now. You legit, like, I was, like, trying to pull your arms. I was like, come on, like, let's get up. And you were pulling down. You were like, no, just come lay down here. I was like, no. No, no, thank you. We can you. sleep on the carpet together. It'll be all right. <laughs> you were like, I think we've both just had too much to drink. I was like, I think you've had too much to drink. <laughs> I'm awesome. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so that was steak night. Yep. And that God was looks my, after his degenerates. <laughs> my traumatic story. <laughs> I had no first. idea any of that had happened. I'm very sorry. Yeah. I, I assumed I, you probably I, I didn't, didn't mean to you... act like an asshole. I, I was exhausted before we started drinking, and I think I might have just been sleepwalking around the apartment pretty much. <laughs> yeah, you didn't mention any of it this morning, so I was like, I have a sneaking suspicion. He doesn't remember any no, of it. I remember... Falling asleep, <laughs> like knowing that it was coming and there was nothing to do about it. And I was leaned back in the chair when that, that happened. That was probably when you had your head propped up. That might have been it. Yeah. I knew I was fading and I knew that there was no way out. <laughs> it was coming. It was coming quick. And then I don't remember shit after that. I, I thought I fell asleep in my yeah, chair. You must to... have wandered me back to the bed. I tried to get you at that point to get up and come to bed. And then I walked back there and realized the bed sheets still weren't on. I was like. This is about to be a whole problem. <laughs> well, that sounds like you weren't responsible, and thus... <laughs> uh, that sounds like your wife gave you clean bed sheets tonight and then walked your ass to bed. So, uh, I sound like... Uh, a hero? Uh, well, I'm trying to figure science. out the equivalent of MVP, but wife... WVP. White, yeah. valuable person. <laughs> <laughs> white, valuable person. Kristen is a white, valuable uh, person. M-W-V-P. M-W-V-P. Wait, no. Fuck. Most wife. Most valuable persons. wife. So it'd be M-V-W. Wow. Got there. <laughs> <laughs> this... Took me a minute. <laughs> M-W-M. M-V-W. Stakes were made most valuable wife. <laughs> oh, but yeah. We went on a nice walk today. So there was that. <laughs> I'm, I'm stunned. <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I'm disgusted with Beside my own behavior. <laughs> it was, I haven't been. Like, I don't think I've ever seen you that drunk. To be honest, it was pretty I'm, bad. I'm happy it didn't you've, go you've bad. Been, uh, I had to walk you backwards to the bed while you stumbled along, drunk before, but not like 
I had to shake you awake for 15 <laughs> minutes, and then you tried to sleep on the floor drunk, so that was a new level for me. I wish I could say it was a new level for me. <laughs> I lived in an Air Force dormitory, right? <laughs> you got your own you little probably bedroom. probably slept on the you, floor a few times. I, 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 often. Frequently. We were at the bars every fucking day. Uh, we worked the night shift, so we would basically wake up, go grab food. And then go get hammered. So it was the equivalent of day drinking, except we were night shift people, so only, it looked normal. I've only been drunk to that level once in my entire life, and it was yeah. on my 21st birthday. I had a friend run away from the group, hop a fence, because he took offense to something somebody said, which is not surprising. It's a military sleep group. sleep in a bush? No, he jumped into this guy's backyard, and he thought he was laying down on a nice soft patch of grass. He woke up to a Japanese guy with a garden hoe fucking like, dunking him in the side. Because he'd passed out in this guy's garden. <laughs> he'd left the bar and fucking ran through a Japanese neighborhood and passed out in this dude's backyard garden. <laughs> just, Aww. It's like six o'clock in the yeah, Can you imagine being the Japanese guy? It's six o'clock in the morning. You have this massive American passed out like fucking, you know, Johnny Beanstalk or whatever the fuck that <laughs> thing is. <laughs> you gotta go, I hope he doesn't try to kill me. So please get out of my garden. Yeah, now. I just remember him coming over to my dorm room the next day, like banging on the door and he was covered in dirt. <laughs> and he goes, why the fuck did you guys leave me? And I was like, you ran first. away. No, he, he walked straight over to my room because he was like, I fell asleep in a garden. I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> So what happened? It's like, I don't know, dude. Somebody made fun of your shirt. You ran away. <laughs> we, did, we thought you ran home. We didn't just know. feelings. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> so I've been that drunk before, but yeah. I've been that drunk once, and I think that's why I've never done it since. Because, like, I was miserably, like, wanted to be dead hungover the next morning. Yeah. And so I have, as a professional alcoholic... Found my limit where I'm like at this level of being buzzed. If I cut off now, I'm gonna be all right. Yeah, and like not embarrass myself and feel fine the next morning. So I found my like. I didn't embarrass myself. I wasn't there. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't now witness it. There's nothing to feel bad about because I didn't know it happened. (laughs) You're welcome. You've added shame to my life. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. Oh, Christ. It's COVID, guys. I don't know what to tell you, okay? <laughs> Fucking, we moved out here with a plan. The whole plan got shot to shit. Fucking, we got locked down for the winter, came out of the winter lockdown up here in Montana to be locked down again because of the COVID situation. Now there's a race war. I don't know what to tell you. It's frustrating. I got a little hammered last night because more people quit, and I had to adjust my schedule, which... Fucked everything up even further. Oh, speaking of, that's a good transition. I'm glad you brought that up. We don't have transitions. There's no show notes. That's a good transition, though. Um, so, yeah, Brett's schedule got changed, um, and we're only going to have a couple of days off together all month long. two in the whole month. Yeah. And uh, normally we get Hence the Sunday gems. every week, and that's it. So yeah. we have to cram... Uh, filming, podcast, filming, recording, all that jazz. Just uh, hanging out with my wife. <laughs> yeah, family time. <laughs> so um, the next short film is uh, hopefully not going to be delayed, really production-wise. But um, as far as us having guidelines up or yeah. any of that, it's going to be a little delayed. And we've already talked about the fact that um, this is going to be the last official. Uh, short film with guidelines anyway so if you guys want to take until the end of the year to do it that's probably fine or whatever we're still going to try to hopefully yeah uh do our 
uh, film festival challenge after this one, but this one's going to be pushed back a little bit. So Brett and I are going to take September at least to kind of just work on side projects. Mm -hmm. um, Brett's going to be working a lot, so I'm going to just try to do some independent stuff this month. Um, Hell yeah. So yeah, per our mistakes were made model. Uh, <laughs> we're making more. Shit has happened, and now this one is going to be a little delayed as well. <laughs> exactly. Well, so why, why, God? <clears throat> just why? Why would you make me this driven and yet limit me this much? <laughs> so our, our hope is to kind of have at least the written portion of the script like kind of fleshed out and stuff. By what the are end. the unwritten parts of the script? I meant we're not going to film. I meant we're not going to film it, you douchebag. Um, we're going to do the written parts of the script. So yeah. We're going to add pictures. We're not going to film it yet. We're going to have. I, I think hopefully it was kind of our. I don't know. We haven't really super talked about it. We'll have the guidelines and hopefully the actual script itself done maybe by the end of September and then yeah. kind of revisit filming in October um, if our schedule's a little less hectic. So hopefully still maybe by the end of October this short film will be done. We probably won't really like aggressively push guidelines or anything mm -hmm. until the end of September so you guys can, like I said, if you want, kind of take the rest of the year to work on it and then we're going to try to bang out a festival-worthy yeah. film. And maybe. in the meantime, if you guys are going to do a short <laughs> film, please send it in. I want to watch short films. I want to build a community. I want to read stories. Fucking, here's your little outlet. Free entertainment. We've remodeled our two stars to be nicer, so we'll be nice to you. Exactly. Now you don't want to hear all the negative shit. No, I'm fucking with you. Brett will just tell me that on the side. He'll <laughs> be like, this dude sucks. <laughs> no, I won't. I won't. Yes, I will. <laughs> yeah, like, that's not true. You've literally edited work for other people. Don't on the do side. that. No, I, I never do that with my clients. <laughs> on the side, I look at them me. all as professionals. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, don't constantly email the editor of the local newspaper to tell him he doesn't know how to use there, there, and there. <laughs> the cunt. <laughs> that's your mom's fault. Yeah, yeah, she did that to me. Calling up uh, the original Mrs. Bloom and. Blaming yeah. that on her. <laughs> it's like the fucking, the, the, the one where they're counting cards, the fucking movie with Kevin Spacey where they're counting cards. And they, the dude just sees the algorithm in front of him with all the numbers and then he can like identify the patches in the algorithm type shit. Is that what your mom did to you? Yeah, with, with, she with she the gave you word. Uh, grammar Like an algorithms. autistic level of fucking catching mistakes. You're like, I see the missing apostrophe. <laughs> it's like, got you, you bastard. <laughs> You ended it on a prepositional phrase. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> One sentence out of a fucking 1,500 Meanwhile, word. Meanwhile, the average reader doesn't notice at mm -hmm. all. <laughs> and that's what's wrong with America. Back when everybody read the New York Times, being an editor was a big job. Yeah, but nobody reads anymore. No, so. they can't. And the world's falling apart. Quinky dink? I think not. So I think that's the end of your profession then. Yeah. No, mine's been dead for <laughs> since before I was born. I'm, I'm like the last dude playing squash. Do you know a lot <laughs> of adults that read? Like really though. I know a lot of adults that tell me that they read, but I rarely see adults with a book in their hand tell me that they read. Cool. I mean, have I, you ever I had I think like... I'm the only person who reads on my lunch break. No, I know people who do. There are people I work with no, that do. No, the only one at my job. But like I don't I don't know, like that is a curious thing that a lot I feel of people do like audiobooks and shit. Yeah, that is a curious thing that I feel like that's one of the few art mediums that mostly 
young kids and teenagers and maybe young adults appreciate more than like older working adults and i don't know if it's just because life gets That's so hectic and what do you think that like when they were younger like if we're talking like in that maybe you know 45 to 60 range like you had to read you had to read and then technology started to happen so they went more towards the newer thing whereas we were maybe that's a piss poor example because we were kind of there growing up in the midst of all the technology yeah. and i still write so yeah and and I, I feel like too because school kind of gears you towards like an obligation to reading yeah. like kids take a lot more interest in it and kids don't have jobs so kids just well, I have think more that, free time in general yeah it's one of my standing theories i think the way that they teach reading when you're growing up all the way through at least high school and even into college i think the way that reading is looked at in those atmospheres with the tests and all the anxiety behind it, it might be why adults don't tend to go enjoy back it. there yeah. they don't know how to find a book that they're going to enjoy they know how to accept a book that a person of authority gives them it's just a weird problem though because um you know movies for instance are made for people of all ages so kids have specific movies but mm -hmm. as you transition into adulthood you transition into watching movies with more adult themes and stuff in yeah. them so it's not like that's a thing that goes away but like i feel like because adults tell themselves since they work and they have a family that they're taking mm -hmm. care of and all that that they're so busy they just don't have time for that stuff so they don't set aside time for reading so i feel like reading is an activity for a lot of adults that kind of just drops off because it's seen as time consuming even though movies are usually two yeah. hours long but but it's passive you can watch a movie and kind of zone out and come yeah. back in. You can't read like that. You have yeah. to be very engaged or you're going to miss key plot yeah. points. Or Like I'm reading this really long book that has been talked about on every goddamn podcast, uh, the Chaos book about the Charles Manson and the CIA. And every paragraph is a piece of information that's intricate to the entirety of the uh, this guy's theory. It's kind of sad. Like, almost 300 pages in, he hasn't told me what his theory is yet. It's kind of sad, though, because I feel like, and that's just a... Total guess. I don't know that that's true, but I feel like there are more books out there for adults than just strictly children. Like, I mean, I know there are a lot of like little kids' books with like pictures and stuff like that, but there are a lot of like adult writers writing these like really complex like adult books that mm -hmm. are then just kind of getting just lost. That... Yeah, like the really good ones will get a Pulitzer. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but you know, and I'm guilty of it too. You know, I didn't get into Cormac until you know a year or two ago, and now I've read almost everything. I'm holding off on Sutri. I've got it on my shelf, but it's the last Cormac book I'll get to read anew, and I'm holding it there. Yeah, <laughs> and like Cormac, for instance, I guess it's a good example. Like you've got that one. Um, they get made into films, and so people is it the don't road go back. Where it's the guy and his kid in the apocalypse yeah, yeah. is that the road that yeah. one broke my fucking heart yeah so heart. you read that and like as a um i sent it to my friend who'd recently had a child and was like going through all of these you know what am i gonna do you know how am i gonna be a dad and i sent him the road and the, it realigned the way he looked at his responsibilities yeah. as a father you know? that's, that's why it's kind of sad people don't as adults read more because like that book meant a lot to you in your 20s as someone mm -hmm. who doesn't have children and then i'd imagine if you read that again later in life when you do have children like it would it'll hit mean, me on a different level yeah i mean something different and then i was listening to that um frank turner album the live at uh 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave you hanging because I uh, forgot. Newcastle. Yeah, live at Newcastle. Yeah. yeah. So Frank Turner recently ish um, dropped a new album that's I think literally just called Live at Newcastle, and I was listening to it in the bath the other day, and he like makes a comment about a book he read called I think it was East of Eden. Yeah, it wasn't East the book Eden, I had read. So, yeah. But he was talking about how like the book made him kind of realize at a time in his life where he wasn't taking personal responsibility that mm-hmm. it's a book about having to take personal responsibility. Is this an intervention right now? You're going to open no. with my drunk story no. and now you're going to tell me that I need to take responsibility? No, but actions. I'm just saying, like, I just think that's kind of sad because, like, uh, writing is a art form that's, you know, just as valuable and it's yeah. just as time-consuming as intensive It takes longer writer. than making an album. Yeah, and, like... <laughs> There are valuable lessons in there that we as adults are just kind of like, ah, but I don't have time for that, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm guilty of it. I, As Brett was making fun of me on the last podcast that we uploaded. Uh, the music one? Yeah, the game night, the sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I spent my morning reading, according to him, three pages of a manual. Like that, <laughs> 16 pages of a manual. I read 69. I know. You, you corrected me. <laughs> Yeah, I'm guilty what, of it too. What, what lifelong takeaways did you get in those 69 pages? I learned partially how to use my new camera. That's so what's up. I learned career takeaways. <laughs> I'll have you know. But no, I, I, I read constantly. I try to make it every day. I slip on my days off just because I'm like, fuck it. You know, I just want to sit behind and play a video game because I can only do that for maybe two hours a week. You <laughs> like hop on and try to get in touch with my friends. But. Um, no, I, I, I try to do it every day on lunch while I'm eating my sandwich, so I know that I've read for at least 30 minutes today. Yeah, it, 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 it's a calming break. It gives me something to think about after I get done. So, like, for the rest of the shift, I can kind of analyze in the background what I've gone over. Um, and when I'm reading fiction, I can look... It, it, it's fun, but it's also kind of like homework. You know, every book is a sort of instruction manual on how to write. You just have to read enough of them to get, you know, all these different takeaways. Um, it, it influence your style. You might learn something new. You know, Cormac especially has told me how to build a room, and I just have to figure out how to make that into my own kind of thing. But no, it, it, it introduces complex thoughts. Uh, give, if more people read, I'd have more shit to talk about. Because <laughs> they'd be like, man, did you read this one book? It talks about, you know, how da 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 da. And be like, man, I didn't know anything about that. But it's like, yeah. Instead, you have Wikipedia. And I read the fuck out of that. <laughs> I read the ever loving fuck out of Wikipedia. So I can beat you at the chase. <laughs> uh, I've done better than you, if, like, once. I have a drinking problem. <laughs> I think I got lucky. I think it was just like weird, obscure facts like Kim Kardashian. Justin Bieber fact yeah. or whatever. Not that I like Justin Bieber. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. That's a shame for you. It is, it is. And your art form is dying as well because COVID, you can't shoot yeah. anything. So it <laughs> everything's gone. It's lucky I, that I, I, maybe this is the renaissance of the writer. <laughs> Everybody's shut down. Nobody can go see a it live is, performance. There's no new movies coming out. I'll write the fuck out of it and throw it on the internet. It fuck is you. True, old things tend to come back around. Yeah. So. And I've still got a typewriter, bitch. <laughs> I'll go all the way out. I'll start writing, you know, fucking typewritten things and time to pigeons. <laughs> Send them places. 
It'll end up with some <laughs> random stranger and I'll be like, what the fuck is this? Why does this guy want to kill his mother so bad? <laughs> he just gets a horror story with no complex and no title because I'm trying to send it off someplace to get <laughs> to it edited. Yeah, <laughs> Just like, hey, you know, here's my... Here's my spec script. <laughs> it'll be like a janitor cleaning somewhere. Yeah, it'll be Mike Tyson playing with his pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> this new pigeon will show up and I'll be a millionaire. Uh, sure. <laughs> keep dreaming those dreams. I, I won't be the one to hold you back. Look, like, oh my god. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Good thing, kick that. Ass. <coughs> That's me. He's <coughs> one of my favorite oh. fucking people. Not being mean, that's how he talks. Sorry, I'm dying. Oh, I've been asthmatic today. <laughs> Blaming that on Brett. Kristen's Brett, got the vid. Brett traumatized me last night, and uh, yeah, now it's it's caused me Mm-mm. to have an asthma flare up today. But um, how quickly do you think like films are gonna? What's gonna be nuts is gonna be in like six months when there's no new films for like two months. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that was in the works already that kind of got postponed, so I, I don't think... There's shit that'll be released, but yeah. there's still going to be that gap where nothing was made. Yeah. And honestly, maybe it'll be good for Hollywood. I think Hollywood has had a problem for quite a few years now where it's just remaking... The same shit. Yeah, yeah. or like doing far too many sequels so i just i don't know maybe it'd be good to have a hard reboot on films as well yeah kind of like what the writer's strike did the tv like you get the writer's strike and then post writer's strike you get netflix you <laughs> know it's like okay now we know what the fuck's going on yeah. you know it killed a lot of shows off like, like all the jet all the soap operas and shit like that and scrubs and a lot of shit suffered because of it of all the things on television, Scrubs was the only one I could reference because I was like, there's that <laughs> terrible season. <coughs> but when it came back, it came back hard. You yeah. know, now you had your writers back in the room. They said, fuck you for about a year. So now you bend a little bit to them and you can make more interesting things. Yeah. And They'll be so desperate for scripts. <laughs> <coughs> and I don't want to crush creativity. There no, 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 there. no, of course not. Look at everything like an opportunity. I'm not trying to shit all over it. No, I, I didn't mean it like that. I meant like, um, I think there are people out there putting out not great content because they're still trying to figure it out. And there are people out there putting out not great content just because they're not great at it. But mm-hmm. I don't want to be like someone who smashes creativity if you're not good at it and you put yourself out there and publish a book or independently produce a movie, then... Go you yeah. if it's your passion. I but... wrote a terrible book. It's called The Madman Diaries. <laughs> it's available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. But I do it's think only ten dollars. <laughs> I do think there are kind of a bit of an abundance of movies out there just because they can be made, mm-hmm. and some of them probably shouldn't be made. Well, what I'm <clears throat> confused about as a writer is nobody knows what it's going to look like on the other side of this shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so what do I write? Do my characters wear masks? No. Can I only describe their eyes? <laughs> no. I don't think this is a permanent situation, so... And I, I mean, to, to that end, too... Is the economy going to collapse and <laughs> a wealthy dude in the neighborhood? You know, like, 
it's it's no different than it was before in a way, but this is such a big cultural thing outside of also being a health thing. Where it's I I, I feel you're like a we're a fiction writer though for the most part. Yeah, so. but I feel like we're in the middle of it, and I don't know what. Like I, I want to write real world fiction, and I was pretty comfortable, you know, in the world pre COVID with writing my horrific stories about isolation. <laughs> And then the whole world went into fucking isolation. And it's like, oh, now everybody's been exposed to this shit, but I can't talk to them about the way that they feel about this shit because <laughs> they're isolated. You know, I can't see all of the expressions on their face when they tell me their stories. Yeah. I can't go to their houses. I can't meet them at bars. And it's like, yeah, man, you know, my fucking wife, da 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 da. You know, like, I can't get any of those little details I used to pull out. So I don't know what kind of story, like, the world wants or needs. Like, I think we're right in the middle of the shift, and it's going to be a minute, you know. Yeah. I don't think you have to write about people wearing masks, though. I mean, people write about aliens and space adventures and cowboys. Yeah, and I don't respect those people. And, <laughs> like, mythical creatures. I don't think you have to, even if for the rest of our lives, from now until the end of eternity, we're wearing masks. I don't think you have to write about people who wear masks, per se. Yeah. Because, I mean... I could write a... about our anti-masker. Ugh. And then I could turn him into a... Uh, yeah, we, we, I was leaving the grocery store. I had... Because I don't fuck around with the alcohol. Um, I bought a six-pack and my Bud Lights. Hands are full. Uh, as I'm leaving the grocery or leaving the gas station rather and uh, get in the Jeep, hand the things over to Kristen. And as I'm going to take my mask off, the guy goes, this is where you hang him. And he's got his mask hanging off of his wrist. And he goes, you know, it ain't a law. <laughs> and I was just sitting there like, why am I being attacked by this dude? I just want to go to the gas station and the gas station asks you to put on a mask. I'm not fucking... <laughs> yeah, he goes, no, it's not mandated. And I, like, mumbled under my breath, yes, it is. And he goes, well, it's not law. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, dude, if that's the hill you want to die on, if that's your biggest fucking problem, I guess well, you've got can, a pretty luxurious life. They can kick you out if it's their yeah, policy. It's like, I don't know so. why you're married to a woman like that if you're that fucking brilliant. I... <laughs> I had so many thoughts go racing through my head, and I was like, not worth it? Just go home. <laughs> Don't light yeah. this kid up in the parking lot. He's a fucking 60-year-old. I like how you call him a kid, even though he was old. <laughs> He's acting like a fucking child. I don't walk up to cops and be like, what are the chances of you getting shot? You know, Because you're shooting fucking everybody. Like, I don't do that. <laughs> probably think about it though getting wound up <laughs> I'm a libertarian that dude's gonna call me a fucking communist fuck you <laughs> should we go back and find him and kick his ass I'm down I'm gonna go through their credit card Shove reports hey do you remember the, the back of his throat yeah, do you remember the anti-masker who came in here acting like a dick and made everybody even more uncomfortable than they already were with their fucking masks on yeah fucking you look up his credit card his number. Yeah, look up his credit card number. I'm going to hunt this bastard down. I'm going to shove his head inside of his wife's pussy until they both die. He suffocates, she bleeds to death. That's how they're dying. You good? A little dark. You good? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Jameson. I won't get back up. <laughs> it's coursing through my veins. Yeah, fuck that dude. <laughs> uh, but I can't write a story to appease him and appease... The future mask people. So, <laughs> I don't know. Are we all just going to write autobiographies? Is that the next big step in writing Maybe. and film? What are we going to make documentaries oh. about besides fucking COVID? Speaking of autobiographies, um, 
I was at work Friday, and one of the patients that came in was talking to one of the doctors, and he yeah. was in a POW camp, but he was a citizen. He wasn't in the military in the Philippines. Um, I can't remember what year he said it was, but he was talking to the doctor. He was a like a guard at a POW camp? No, he, he was locked up in a POW camp. Oh, he was a POW, camp. like a civilian contractor who got jacked. And... Maybe, I don't know. I, I didn't get the full story. I just know he was a U.S. citizen, like, not in the military, but he was in the Philippines and got locked up in a POW camp with the soldiers that were locked up there. That's an unlucky yeah. fucking situation. Yeah. You're not on a combat control, combat patrol and you still wind up in a POW camp. So I, he may have been a contractor. I don't know. I didn't really catch that part of the story, but I just know he was not in the service. In Vietnam. Um, I don't, I don't, I guess, yeah, I don't really know yeah. when it was. Um because I only caught like a snippet of the story as he was leaving, but he had written a, a book about his experiences over there, and the doctor was like asking him um, how he was kind of handling with, you know, the whole COVID situation. And I guess that was how this got brought up, and he was like, oh, it's not really that big a deal to me. He was like, I went through this and this and this, and was just like just talking about it, and mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, and I wrote a book about it, and he brought her a copy of it, but I was like, that's kind of crazy, because like, I feel like, because... This whole situation, I feel like for a lot of people, has been kind of traumatic, and to have been through something significantly more traumatic, and to be able to find, like, a level ground where you're not being, quote-unquote, triggered or whatever. Yeah. Because, you know, you've experienced this isolation. it's a small and... layer of cloth on your mouth. Well, I've had no. to wear a gas mask, a fucking mop chem suit. I've been shot at. Yeah, <laughs> not, not the cloth, per se, but just kind of this whole isolation that we're all going through, like... Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm still mad at the mask guy. At the yeah, no, he wasn't upset about the mask at all. He was very chill, but she was just asking him how he was coping yeah, yeah, with, yeah. like, the whole pandemic thing, and he was just like, oh, no big deal. I was in a POW camp, you know? He's <laughs> um, like, I don't know where these pussies are fucking going off. Yeah, but I just thought that was interesting, because, I mean, I don't know. It's, I feel like, a difficult thing to overcome these traumatic events that go, or that happen in our lives. and then, Yeah, and I hate that we don't talk about them, you know? Like... People like to remember, say, 9-11, you know, they like to remember the immediate aftermath with all the flags, and we all felt like we were one thing, like we were a person who'd been punched in the eye, according to Toby Keith. (coughs) Everybody likes to look back on that. Uh, Nobody wants to talk about the national trauma of that, you know. I was in the fifth grade and watching people jump out of fucking buildings. It was nuts. It's something that you can't get rid of, but... You know, I've not read a book on the national level of trauma that that created. Um, And this is doing the same thing. This is scaring the shit out of people, except it's like 9-11 every day. I feel like (laughs) for four months now. I've emotionally hit a point anyway. and I feel like Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people have. We're like, in the beginning, it was all very scary and very traumatic. Mm -hmm. And now it's just kind of like, oh my God, this is going to go on forever, isn't it? It's like, like, quit this yelling. This is never going to stop. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just kind of a, like a, I've hit a place of just general kind of defeat. Like, this is just what the rest of my life is going to be yeah, like. I hit you hard as shit this week. It's depressing. Well, no, it wasn't just that. I just oh. I'm in a funk in general. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen was sad. Very, very sad. That's what happens when you're depressed. 
depressed. And you're clinically depressed. Yeah. <laughs> you're married to a bipolar person. <laughs> Who clearly did not know what to do. You were like, can I do... It's like, can I help? Do? No, that's going to get me yelled at. All right, I guess I'll not help. Can I sit here? I'll just listen. I'm going to just stare at the wall. Is the staring at the wall helping? No? Okay, how about a funny movie? <laughs> I feel like you treated it like when you're having bad days, though. You were like, can we just bury this... And just, just just push it the fuck it down, down and just never talk about it ever again. <laughs> can I put on some angry? Can we listen to Sam Kennison? Can we just listen to some dude who's outraged about something that's also out of his control? And, <laughs> I feel like that was your general approach, though. You were like, you know what I do in these situations? I just I get bury hammered. those feelings. I just put them down. I just pick. <laughs> so a let's just do that. Let's nice big bottle of Jameson, and I fall asleep on my kitchen table. I don't even fucking. <laughs> I don't talk because when I talk I cry I just fucking keep pushing it down until the fear comes out of my eyelids <laughs> the fear <laughs> yeah I was like I'm gonna go to bed and you're like I'm just gonna stay here I guess I'll sit here and start a long conversation on Facebook <laughs> talking about mental illness oh I got um, I posted up like a, I'm not a political person on my Facebook page. I have a lot of political feelings. I try not to scream them at everybody. That's my goal. I try to be a rational human being who just, you know, has morals and ethics and lives Facebook by Facebook for its original purpose, which is connecting exactly. with people. Exactly, and I try to make people happy with memes <laughs> in the occasional uplifting post. So I posted this thing over the shit that's gone on and is it Kenosha, this kid who's shot some people? This I thought it was Wisconsin. Well, I think it's a city. Oh, well. um, <laughs> I have no idea where I don't it know is. if that's a city It's like name, when we went so. to war with Iraq, and they're like, we're going to Baghdad. It's like, where's Baghdad? Is that in Maine? Or <laughs> where are these fucking people? Um, but now this shooting that's gone on, I posted up a thing where I, I, I had some questions regarding, you know, how we got there because I'm a bipolar person and a libertarian. I you know, feel... Um, like that might have been a plant um, and I got a, a message from Mishka Shabali one of my favorite singer songwriters of all time and I got so excited I stayed up for hours <laughs> like it's like it's my birthday and Christmas all in one it's like I got to talk to Mishka it's like I've also just messaged him before and he's always hit me back <laughs> you comment on his stuff too yeah and he just goes hey man how's it going this is the first time he's commented on my stuff I'm at the same level of Mishka Shabali. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite drinking songs of all time come from that man. <laughs> He's got a master's degree. You can't shit on him. <laughs> In creative writing. He's kicking ass. You have a bachelor's degree in creative writing. I do. And a minor. But I've never done crack cocaine. Never? <laughs> I've done cocaine. I've never done crack. No. Yeah. <laughs> Probably for the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I live keyed the fuck up. That's why I don't do coke. I did coke one time on accident because I was trying to snort pills. <laughs> you didn't know it was coke? Uh, no, I, it got presented to me. We were doing lines, and I was used to just snorting pills. So I spin around when my buddy tapped me on the shoulder, and I did the line, and I was like, that's not fucking whatever hydrocodone or whatever the fuck it was that I was trying to put up my nose that night and uh, it was cocaine and I flipped out I ran around uh, 
I believe that was the shotgun in my underwear night. Ran out the front door. My buddy had to basically knock me unconscious and sling me over his shoulder and walk me back into See, the party. This is before my yeah perfect. I was nineteen. Calming, wonderful presence came into <laughs> Brett's life. So <laughs> you're welcome, listener. It was either seventeen or nineteen. I had a couple of freakouts and then I got off the pills because I liked I, I them get, too much. I get that it probably hits your system faster, but I just I don't think I could get past snorting a pill versus yeah, just Yeah, until it. you're on hydrocodone. That's burn, though. <laughs> like, that just, that can't feel good, I'd imagine. Surely that's got to burn, because it's not intended to, like, go up your nose. Yeah, you crush it. You're not, like, stuffing the no, pill up I your know, face. I know, but, I mean, like, it's the same, like, powdery substance. I feel like that's just got to burn. Yeah, it doesn't feel, feel good. good. Yeah. That's why it gives people nosebleeds. Like it's just... why it broke Artie Lang's face. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I would just deal with the 30 minutes to metabolize in my body, taking yeah. it the normal way. No. <laughs> it's not what drug addicts do. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I've never been a drug yeah, like, addict. I just need that immediately in my brain. The fastest way to my brain seems to be through yeah. my nose, and so that's going to be the the roll. Nah, I'm good on that. <laughs> yeah. Drinking everything, just spinning. All the lights had little halos all over them, and then I just spun around, did coke, and it was just like. And I don't really remember what happened after that. So if I pass out on the kitchen table because of Jameson, that's called progress. Because <laughs> I quit pills. I, I don't take them for shit. I, I broke my hand and threw them down the fucking, you know, toilet after. My hand swelling started to go down, and I just switched over to Tylenol. I was like, fuck all of this. Which we recently learned is also not good for you. Yeah, yeah, Tylenol turns out not good for you. (laughs) (laughs) We've been watching Adam ruins everything. Yeah. I came head-to-head with the opioid crisis and said, I like that way too much. There's not a shot in hell. Anything that's going to tranquilize me, that's why I've never done heroin. It's like, I know I'm going to love heroin. If <coughs> you tell me I have stage four cancer, I will OD on heroin. Like, I'm not fucking around. I will go buy black tar on the fucking corner and shoot that shit into my arm. Fuck chemotherapy. <laughs> it's like I'm just dying as a heroin addict because cancer isn't going to kill me and I need to know what that feels like. I think that's fascinating, too, which I don't know enough about. Heroin it. or... Just the differences in, like, people that have, like, addictive personality traits versus not. Like, I don't know, like, the actual science behind that. But the fact that that's been shown to potentially be wired into our DNA. So, like, yeah. I have no inclination whatsoever towards... Well, I'm the son of an addict who was the son of an addict who was the son of an yeah, addict. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and, and there have been studies that have suggested, I know for sure, I don't know if they've definitively proven it, but definitely at least suggested mm-hmm. that's potentially hardwired into our DNA. So, like, that's just so bizarre to me that there are people out there who... And it's not just drugs or alcohol or whatever, just have this inclination where they find, like, where you went to the gym, like, two times a day every day. They find this thing that's a upper for them in some way, so yeah. they feel like... Well, I do it with the writing as well. Like, yeah. if the gym was open, I would not be drinking this much. Yeah. I love lifting weights to the point where I will rage out fucking five days a week, two times a day for an hour and a half. Yeah, and I'm, like, the total opposite, like, with everything. Like, I have zero inclination of any kind to do drugs. Mm-hmm. Like, I have never tried pretty much almost every drug out there you yeah. know I've you've maybe, smoked pot a handful of times maybe tried yeah like i've tried yeah. uh, marijuana and that's a basically yeah. it i do enjoy um casual drinking brett and i have been drinking probably more than necessary since the pandemic started yeah. just because life's stressful because you but, have uh, a depressive disorder and yeah. i have a anxiety-based 
The but sword. even yeah. with like going to the Speaking gym. Speaking of which, I'm grabbing another beer. <laughs> Go for it. But even like with going to the gym, like I really enjoy um, the payoff of going to the gym. I enjoy like feeling good about myself, like my body feeling better, or, like being in shape and all that. But I have never, like there was a point in my life where I would work out every single night. I never skipped a night for at least an hour or two after work and I, I could have worked like a 10 hour day and I would go to the gym after yeah. work. Like no, that's what matter. I did in the Air Force. You but on shift for 14 hours, I worked out for an hour and a half before and an hour and a half after. Yeah. But for me, I never got that sensation of like, oh, I can't wait to get out of here and go to the gym. It was like, God damn it, I gotta get this workout out of the <laughs> way. So I'd like, it just became a habit for me. So I just kept going because I was used to going and yeah. like I had developed that like discipline into it's just a part of my routine like i have never in my entire life like hit that point where i'm like i'm hyped to go but i eat like it, it, it's not just the gym it's not just the drinking or the drug use um things and clean and fucking sober i'm not on pills i'm, I'm not on coke i just want to clarify yeah, you know yeah. all of that type of shit i don't do hard drugs um i drink so <laughs> that's kind of my game um but I eat the same sandwich for lunch every day. Which I feel I really bad about. I go to lunch. No, that's it, how I like it. I, I was I, thinking I, about I, it at the store, though, and I was like, I should really change up what I give him for lunch at least sometimes. Just let me know. <laughs> like, don't let me find out on the first bite. Like, I, 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 I eat the same thing for lunch. I cook roughly the same 10 to 20 meals. Like, I know, before Kristen came into my life, it was chicken and asparagus. And beans. And beans and malt liquor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a routine-based person, <laughs> even if it hurts me, you know, like with the drinking or, you know, any of that type of shit. It's how I maintain my sanity. I know what I'm going to be doing tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. <laughs> I mean, I like routine. I am a routine person, I think, for me, because I've never been diagnosed, but I think I definitely have... OCD? Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't think mine's bad. I don't know if OCD has, like, a spectrum. But, yeah. Um... Well, most things have a spectrum. And I don't, I don't believe in alcoholism. Um, I think that we're just starting to try to understand a lot of mental illnesses. Yeah. And I think alcoholism <coughs> is, um, like, a self-treatment for mentally ill people who can't reach out. So, yeah. my theory. Which makes sense. <laughs> I'm I mean. mentally ill. I'm unmedicated because it scares me to be a zombie, and I drink. <laughs> I just don't take pills because I I feel like daily, which maybe that's an irresponsible assessment. I feel like daily I'm more or less okay. Yeah, more or yeah. less okay. Like I I definitely have days where it is significantly more overwhelming, yeah. but daily I feel like more or less I'm okay, and I don't want to be. Yeah on medication all the time yeah, just to fix the two or three times yeah. a month that you might have a blowout yeah yeah and i feel like as i get older and like learn to like talk about stuff and everything like that and be open and honest about how i'm feeling it becomes a little easier to manage the like harder days so i don't know there's a balance there i guess for everyone and mm -hmm. everyone's different but um Shoot, I was going to say something and I totally forgot. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to oh, derail. Oh, no, you're fine. So, yeah, I, I, I've never been diagnosed, but I, I do um, definitely have some OCD tendencies. And I, I, if there is a spectrum of OCD, I would say I'm probably at the lower end of the spectrum, but I am on it. Um, I believe in self-diagnosis like a motherfucker, unless you're <laughs> doing it for attention. You know, like, that's my thing. Like, if you're like, I have 15 different 
things. And it's like, mm. well, you should probably go to a shrink because it's probably one thing that's making you think you have 14 yeah. other things. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but no, so like I don't count steps. I don't like need to lock or unlock or yeah. turn on and off lights or any of that stuff. But I, I do very much like order organization um, plans and just like routine in general. So yeah, it bothers me when my routine is thrown off. Um, it bothers me when things I specifically want in order are out of order. Like there are a lot of things that I'm okay with if it's there are boxes stacked up in our living room that I should definitely get rid of that have been I haven't changed them oddly (laughs) enough because it's part of the routine I know that it's there it's been there so long it's like if it was missing I'd feel weird (laughs) they're all empty it would take 10 seconds it's not happened in four months they've been there for like a month and like I kept them initially in case we had any issues with the stuff because one of them's a box for the pretty expensive coffee maker we got as a wedding gift and the other one's a box for the instant pot which was also kind of expensive and i kept them initially because i was like yeah. oh, there's an issue but now i just get to look at pictures yeah. of broccoli and now they're just there <laughs> and that for whatever reason doesn't really bother me even though it's kind of an unnecessary object sitting there but like um disorderly noise for some reason bothers me a lot like if somebody was just if somebody knocked at the fucking door you've seen it yeah so that, I come apart. It's like, I have to have a conversation I didn't plan to have? Fuck you. <laughs> that doesn't necessarily bother me for the most part. But I could deal with schizophrenics in fucking parking lots. Like, no, <laughs> I, those are my people. It's like, oh, you're also nuts. All right, yeah. I'm down. Like, the, the door doesn't necessarily bother me for the most part, because usually I know there's a reason for it. Like, when the census lady came by, that might have thrown me off a bit. If Scared I the shit out of me. But usually it's she like... cop knocked on the fucking door, <laughs> and then I opened it, and she was in her eighties. She <laughs> was like, "Do do do, ding ding ding," and I was like, "Do I have a fucking warrant out for my arrest? <laughs> Who knocks like that?" And then I opened it up. She's like four foot six, <laughs> it's hunched all over with her little satchel bag, like, "Hi, me to ask you some questions." And it's like, "Did somebody else knock you? on the door for you? <laughs> How did you do that without bruising your hand?" <laughs> <laughs> so that might have thrown me off a bit just because I wouldn't have been expecting that but like if I order a package and I know a package is coming at some point and if the doorbell yeah, goes off yeah. I'm like oh I ordered a package but like I people... order books and forget that I did it that's <laughs> part of the problem see I don't <laughs> but like if someone's like just like being obnoxious like tapping a bunch for no reason yeah, like that bothers me a pen. Yeah, yeah that bothers me and then um, which is weird because those are both anxiety reactions that people God, are going yeah, through and you're like, it. I hate the it's fact like, that you're that. stressed out. Stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you're um, stressing me out with your stress right now. Or if someone's like bouncing a foot and I'm sitting on the same couch as them and it's rattling the couch under me, I'm like, stop bouncing your foot or I will break your foot off. This will be a hard conversation to have in front of a judge (laughs) I justify my fucking homicide charges because you wouldn't quit twitching your ankle, you fucking asshole. It was enough to drive me crazy. And so um, I work for an eye center, and um, we have these just little, like, office, just little colored dots. Like, there's a line of red dots, a line of blue dots, a line of green dots, and I use them to label um, contacts and stuff that we give to customers right or left so they know which is which and um, there was a day where I think I had to leave for a meeting or something like that so one of the other girls was filling in for me she clearly has no OCD tendencies because I pull my dots in an orderly fashion and my <laughs> dots disappear in an orderly fashion so that I always claim the next dot in the next order she was randomly pulling dots from random spots <laughs> and I came back to my desk and I was like did you use my dots and she goes yeah I was like 
Why would you do this? <laughs> There's 15 of these. There's three of those. I was pulled from random spots, and it wasn't, no. like, enough to, like, upset me, upset me. But I was like, why would you do this? <laughs> we hired a new kid. He's 18. He's great. He, he, he's a sweetheart of a dude, but he definitely has ADHD <coughs> and is definitely not on Ritalin. <laughs> and so I'm trying to teach this 18-year-old how to do laundry and where I want. Like, you know, we got towels that we use and blankets for the dogs and blankets for the cats and... You can judge them on size and put them in the right rooms. And I found blankets in the dog food cupboard. I found a blanket in the towel cupboard. I found random blankets just thrown on top of a dog kennel. And I could have strangled him because I was like, I know how this room is supposed to look. You fucked up the order of my day. <laughs> like I, I don't even know what to fix because I don't know what's broken until I open everything. <laughs> that's good to know though because i was thinking about that while i was grocery shopping this past week because i've been taking <clears throat> like a little homemade veggie platter and hummus to work i've been like chopping up cucumbers and carrots and yeah, bell peppers yeah, yeah. and all this shit like taking it to work with me and i'm like this is a nice tasty treat I sometimes wonder... you take all the chicken parms because i eat my jeep and i don't want to yeah. bother people with the microwave see, with the vegetables you don't have to heat it up so i was like oh brett might like some hummus and veggies nope. but uh <laughs> turkey sandwich and burritos that's my plan <laughs> <laughs> i do random i have a little like bit three... of spicy mustard on that bitch i some have cheese. like three chips i rotate between because i'm like i don't really know what brett likes but i'm just gonna keep choosing these three yeah. not a picky person <laughs> <laughs> you're going to door you're going to door you're going to work with like three fuck three five course 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 is the word three course meals and I'm going to work with my turkey sandwich yeah I feel Doritos. bad because like I've lately <laughs> been packing myself because I'm trying to be a little healthier because I've been bringing <coughs> soup a lot lately and you know like store soup that's like in a can is high in sodium so, um, I've been trying to, like, bring healthier meals. So, like I said, I've been, like, chopping up these little, like, nice little veggie packets and bringing hummus yeah. and bringing, like, cheese and crackers. Making and yourself like, yeah. smoothies in the morning. Yeah. And I'm like, this is a nice Farm fresh meal. blueberries yeah. that I found because I'm a goddamn king. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is a nice little meal. And I feel bad because I'm giving you store turkey and Doritos. Yeah. It doesn't bug me. <laughs> like, I should, I should pack something nicer. Yeah. I'm fine. Dinner's my big thing. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm cool with having the same thing for breakfast six days a week. I'm cool with eating the to same thing fair, for lunch, but I switch up dinner like a motherfucker. To be fair, I have stepped up my game because when this originally started, you were getting bagels <laughs> for breakfast. Just a bagel with cream cheese. And that was your breakfast. It's like, I'm going to send you off with carbs. All right. All right. Send the crazy person off with no nutrients. Mm -hmm. Just <laughs> Why bother helping them get ahead? Now you get Eggs and toast and eggs sausage. And, yeah, <laughs> eggs and toast and sausage, a little mini, you know, English breakfast. And then on day seven, you know, which is the day that God took to rest, um, <laughs> steak and eggs. <coughs> steak and eggs is my favorite. Are you okay? You're dying just, of COVID? Yeah, I've just been, my chest has really been bugging me today. I feel like I've lost you. <coughs> I just, I might be dying of the COVID. That's uh, all right. No, we've had about the time of year where I almost always catch bronchitis spontaneously somehow. Yeah. I have no idea from where because I never... I get a sinus infection around this time just from the up and down and temperature. <laughs> I'm never around anyone who has bronchitis, though, and about around the 
beginning of fall and it'll carry on all the way through the end of winter i catch bronchitis yeah. every single year Kristen's sick for like six straight months <laughs> yeah i am <laughs> <laughs> and we've discovered i might have asthma so that's probably why you definitely have asthma it's undiagnosed unmedicated well, asthma which is a lot more dangerous than the mental the, things that we were talking about earlier well, the last doctor you I cough every to. day i have a manic episode like maybe for a week out of every month well, it's not, <laughs> which is the weird thing. Like, I I didn't start having problems, period, until I was probably in my early 20s, and it was mostly just if I was being physically active. That's a weird time for asthma. Normally, it hits you when you're, like, 14, 15, yeah. and then, you know, either comes and goes or stays, you know. Yeah, and I didn't notice until probably roughly 21, 22, that was, like, when I was working out every day, that whenever I would do the cardio portion, mm-hmm. my chest would just feel... Like, very scratchy while I was running. And, uh, like, other than that, it never really bothered me. I was like, oh, if I'm not doing strenuous physical activity, I'm fine. And then, probably around the time we met, I think it was around the time I went back to college again, I just started every winter, like, getting these really bad chest colds that hmm. would just not let up. And, um, like, I realized after that started happening that, like, a lot of things were irritating me. Like, smoke, like, irritates my chest really bad. Like, yeah, I think smoke we is... live in a one-bedroom <clears throat> apartment with a vaulted ceiling, which is nice. Um, because it you pockets <laughs> quite a bit, but I'm not allowed to barbecue on my patio. So every meal is cooked inside, and I cook not fucking around meals. So <laughs> I steam our little apartment pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, like... Smoke is definitely my biggest irritant. Like, every time it's, like, smoky, even, like, here lately. During the fire season. Yeah, Yeah. even here lately, it's been a little smokier outside, so I think that's why I've been having a little more problems lately, but, uh, yeah. You did a lot better when we got out of the city today, and we were doing our hike. Yeah, and I, I, I think a lot of it for me is just kind of the dry air and, like, the smokiness, so, I don't know. I should probably follow up with an actual regular doctor about it (laughs) but now's not a good time to be like hey i have a respiratory disorder no and like i I didn't bring it up with a doctor until we got here um yeah last fall and i started having problems again and i went and saw a doctor because i'd been sick for like a couple of months and i was like i really think i might have asthma i was like Mm -hmm. this has been getting worse and worse every year and she was like yeah you probably do but you should also probably follow up with someone like get a primary doctor here's an albuterol inhaler i did not take her advice (laughs) very shortly after the pandemic started (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. so christmas is gonna die on air probably that's all right sounds like a good move if you die on air, I'll shoot myself. You know, we'll figure out how to. Who's gonna upload it? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Put it in the will. We'll do a live. Hey, our last recorded thing. Don't even bother editing it. Just fucking throw it out there. There needs to be eight hours of silence before <laughs> the bodies are found. <laughs> That's terrible. Why are you so dark? <laughs> Is yeah. it the Jameson still coursing through you? I mean, it might have. I feel like I've reawoken it. So I only had, like, you know, 16 ounces of water after all of that, and then I started drinking, and now I'm, like, five beers in, in an hour. You went on a hike and didn't drink any water yeah, during the Yeah, and now hike. I gotta go to fucking work again tomorrow. That is a bummer. God damn it. I'm sorry. It's a bummer <sighs> for me, though, because that means I have to get up and walk the dog in the morning. <laughs> like, that, that's the only... Like, think, I get to look forward to on the days that you're off, that I'm not off. I'm like, I don't have to walk the dog today. <laughs> That's my little, like, personal, I get to sleep in. <laughs> you have to work tomorrow, too? 
Yeah, I know, but usually on Monday and Tuesday, you walk Jax. First thing in the morning, I don't walk him. No, I don't. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah, because I'm normally because off. Because you're normally off, yeah. I gotcha, yeah. I so, lost yeah. track of my days because I have to work tomorrow. So, to me, today is Tuesday. Yeah. I'm all so, fucked up. Uh, instead of having to get up at 6.30 tomorrow, I would have to get up at 7. I would not have to walk the dog. And I can just go to work. <laughs> so that's the downside. As my trade-off to I don't get coffee in the morning, that's how, how I justify it in my yeah. mind. Like on the days that Brett's off and I'm not, I set up the coffee so that he can have coffee in the morning when he gets up and I just don't have coffee on those days. But um, in my mind, the trade-off is I don't have to walk the dog. <laughs> so that's how I justify it. All right. Well, the dog is currently past the His fuck out. The furs are like curling up from yeah. wearing. <laughs> Got his bath then. But um, I, is that that then? Ready for wings and rings night? Yeah, and I gotta get a shower. Okay. I liked this show. This was a good podcast. Yeah, Concerning, we had no show notes at all. I feel like we hit some happy topics, some sad topics. We we rounded them all out. Maybe we should stuff. start a Patreon. All right, <laughs> or you can find us over at the... uh, Facebook.com slash Nightmare Box Productions. Or Instagram at... At Nightmare Box Productions. Uh, or you can swing on over there to the inactive Twitter at... At Nightmare Box <laughs> Or you can visit us on our e-website. The Nightmareboxblog Where you can find all the behind-the-scenes pictures, you can find the scripts for the short films we've released, you can find the short films, you can uh, eventually buy the book... Uh, there's a lot of shit over there, and I promise once work stops kicking me in the testicles, I will start putting up more short stories. They're there. I carry a moleskin. I have stories. They're just not getting put out anywhere. Um, uh, or you can <laughs> send us an email at... Uh, Nightmareboxproductions at Gmail. And if you send me $10... I'll send you the Madman Diaries. Until then, you can buy it on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. But please, just if anything else, if you're going to shoot us an email, shoot us one of your short films, shoot us a story that you're working on, shoot me a paragraph that you're having trouble with. Like I, I want to connect with you guys. I don't know why you're not connecting with me. I feel like I felt when I was 15, but screaming at my dad, why don't you love them? me? That might be why. It might be a part of it. Maybe you should just hug the microphone. I would hug... That was loud. <laughs> I love you, sweetheart. Exciting no, uh, <laughs> news before we close out. I am now at youtube.com slash Kristen Bloom. Kristen Bloom! Finally got that switched over. Um, and then also our short films are over at youtube.com slash Nightmarebox Productions. Hell yeah. And you can go over there. You can watch Happy Birthday. You can watch Brainstorm. <laughs> And, and if you send me $20, you can watch me jerk off on OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. That's all you're worth? <laughs> Each one of my nuts, $20. <laughs> I love you, sweetheart. I love you. And I love you guys. And we will talk to you on Tuesday. Hell yeah. Turn it up. Right on. <laughs> Is that your country song? Hands, shoulders, knees, and toes. Knees and toes. It's not hands. <laughs> I mean, they're a part of the body. I mean, they're an intricate part of the body. I know, and you know, I got thumbs, but I don't have Jax's trots. No. Well, maybe you should work on that. Ah, fuck it. All right.